Good morning, Contrarians. Friday morning, August 26th, about 6.30 a.m., and stocks had a little rally yesterday. Led by tech, the NASDAQ was up 1.7% on the day. The S&P 500 added about 1.5%. But despite the gains, the U.S. indexes now are still on track to put in a losing week. This would be the second straight losing week. And as of this hour... Indeed, stock futures are down. The NASDAQ is off about a half of 1%, and the S&P about three-tenths of 1% lower. Cryptos are dropping a bit as well. We have Bitcoin down 1% to trade around 21400 But commodities are seeing some bids. We have WTI crude oil up more than 1% to trade around $94 a barrel. And copper is up almost 2%. So are other industrial commodities, aluminium, zinc, etc., palladium. Gold and silver are unchanged. Bonds are selling off at the long end of the curve. We have the yield on the 10-year up six basis points to 3.08%. The two-year is, is basically unchanged. So a little bit of yield curve uninversion there. Not sure if that means anything, um, as I'm not a bond market specialist. But today we have the main event is Jackson Hole and uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, his speech that is at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And I said yesterday that there were it was likely that there would be details of the speech leaked. That does not appear to have happened. Or if it has, then none of the media have picked up on it. So it's likely that some of the folks in it's definite that many of the folks in government know about it. Whether they've passed that on to their friends at Goldman Sachs and elsewhere is another question. Probably have, let's face it. But so all we're left with is a little bit of con conjecture. We have the an assessment by CNBC that Powell is, quote, not likely to tell investors what they want to hear. But like I said, that appears to be conjecture and not based on any sourcing, which would lead one to make it perhaps to label it a contrarian indicator. But who knows? The Wall Street Journal points out that Powell has traditionally used this speech to provide a broader historical context for what's going on rather than specific interest rate policy. So you could certainly see that Powell is, is a bit of a law professor here and he tends to pontificate a little bit and speak out of both sides of his mouth. I don't think he is taking any questions either. I'm not sh entirely sure about that. But anyway, so that's where we are on that speech. The rest of the Jackson Hole agenda is frankly not all that impressive, mostly a bunch of academics. Uh, the only other Fed speaker I saw was last night, and that was Kansas City Fed President Esther George. There's a link of she also gave some interviews ahead of that. It doesn't appear to have said anything particularly newsworthy. Now, moving us ahead of aside all that stuff, we also have an important economic indicator out today, which is the PCE deflator, personal consumption expenditures. And this is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. This is what they use, they prefer to use to track inflation. I don't know exactly how this is different from the CPI. I looked it up a couple times. It's not not important for this for our purposes at least. And the uh, this will not factor into Powell's speech. Powell's speech has been written and edited and and, and vetted and and it's uh, it's ready to go. And and even if this is a big number this morning, 
I wouldn't expect that to, to make it into his speech. But for what it's worth, the economists now expect the month-over-month figure on this PCE to come in at basically flat. And remember, the month-over-month now at this stage of the game is more important than the year-over-year. This is what markets are watching a little more closely now because they're more important in the near term. The year-over-year is a good comparison, a good historical comparison. It certainly uh, sells more headlines, which is why the news media will continue to focus on that, I suspect. But what you should look out for is the, is the month-over-month. And like I said, the main expectation there is for 0.1%, which is basically nothing. And last month, that was 1%. And if you look at the core figure, which excludes food and energy, that is expected to come in a little higher than that, 0.3% compared to 0.6 in June. So the point is that this is these are, are more signs of inflation easing. And at least that's what economists are expecting. And But we'll, we'll know more at 8.30 when this prints. The bottom line. Well, the two most recent Fed interest rate decisions leaked out, either intentionally or by accident. For whatever reason, the news media basically was, was on top of them. But that does not appear to have happened here with this. And there's two possible explanations, which is one, it didn't leak out. And two, it's maybe just not that important. So to the Wall Street Journal's point, maybe he is just going to provide some historical context here and not give any kind of specific indications about what the Fed is going to do. Now, the way futures are priced right now is it looks like a pretty even bet between 0.5% increase to the Fed funds rate at the next meeting late September or 0.75. The last two meetings have been 0.75. So... That's what this is about for now. Beyond that, of course, they're wondering, the market is, when the Fed is going to basically return to neutral. And that is why there's been so much conjecture around this speech, because at his, in his interview at the last FOMC meeting, if you'll recall, Powell did make some noise to the Fed moving to neutral. And that caused a, a, a rally that has since sold off, like the last couple of weeks. But whatever. So we'll see here if... It, nobody knows yet if the if Powell was speaking, at, you know, just kind of shooting his mouth off, or if he was actually communicating actual interest rate policy, and that's kind of the problem with this whole game of parsing his his words and and the whole Fed watching game is is just it, it comes down to how you interpret these words and what they mean, and frankly, a lot of times you would think that the market is overdoing it. And that maybe Powell was just speaking. I mean, it's hard to answer questions for half an hour or whatever. And even if you are a trained lawyer like he is, and you're well-versed at providing answers that don't say anything, sometimes things just slip out, and and whether you intend them to or not. And that's the thing. Sometimes you may not have intended this. And that could be because you're trying to hide it, but it also could be just because you said something that you didn't mean because it doesn't mean anything. So anyway, Powell speaks at 10. We have that to look forward to. But it is worth pointing out that maybe the market is a bit naive here. If they're expecting Powell to throw them a bone, um, he's been known to do so. But like I said, there may not be much actual meaning behind it when he does. 
And oftentimes that the market gets wise to this, and after a day or so of rallies, after he speaks, it reverses. This didn't quite happen last time. Anyway, that's where we are today, this Friday. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and I welcome you to share any feedback you have with me. You can send it to contrarianpod at gmail.com. You can simply reply to the email you have received. Or if you wish to discuss this matter or anything else with other subscribers publicly, you can do so on the Substack, contrarianpod.substack.com. I believe most of you get this through the Substack. If you do not and you wish to be ported over, let me know and I will do so. I may make today's thing free just because I haven't done so in a while, uh, but whatever. We'll see. Maybe not. Anyway, that's what we got today, this Friday. Thank you again. Look forward to speaking to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye.